welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most informational and entertaining auto detailing podcast, hosted by Marshall Hill of Total Auto Solutions and DJ Patterson of Eco Green Mobile Detailing. Grab a pint and enjoy. Detailers. Hey, before you listen to this episode, I really want to encourage you to do two things, right? Two very easy things that you're going to benefit from a lot. First, every Wednesday night, 7.30, hop on Zoom, use your phone, use your tablet, use whatever you want. Use meeting ID 918-800-1188 and come have a beer with detailers from around the country. Hey, nothing more better than to chill in your own couch, your own patio, wherever. We got guys that are detailing. We got guys that are sitting by the pool. They're all over. You know what? We've got even ladies from up in Canada that keep hopping on. Who knows? Who's going to be on this Wednesday, 730 Central, 918-800-1188 is the meeting ID. All right, number two, the second thing that is going to benefit you a lot is also use that number and send me a text, 918-800-1188, and let me know how I can help you. We're not sure what's coming and looming, but boy, all I know is if we can be a community together, work, chat, back and forth, then we'll all grow and continue to push forward our great detailing industry through the coming tough times. Hey, this is Marty, Total Auto Solutions. Hope you make it a great day. All right, welcome back, uh, Mr. Rob Schroeper. Uh, we have taken a bit of a break uh, as we've both gotten into summer, both schedules going pretty crazy. Uh, I see you have also taken a bit of a break from the shading, huh? Yeah. Uh, went back to grizzly bear style in the middle of the summer. How's yeah. that going for you? Well, what, what it needs to do, I, it, it corresponds directly with my haircuts. So whenever I get a haircut, I also shave it all down. All right, all right. So when's the haircut due? So according to my wife, like yesterday. <laughs> What's that, her just yelling at you? Like, yeah, I told you get a haircut. Yeah, I, I need one. <laughs> I've just been, we've been so busy. I, I honestly haven't had time. I mean, I feel like it's like 10 years ago to me again. I'm, I'm detailing cars. I'm working, you know, six days a week. It's like all of a sudden we just shot off and it's been uh, just really busy. So I'm really glad. To, congratulations. Right. Because there was there were some moments where we were all a little scared. Right. There was moments where we were going not necessarily like, oh, shit, I'm about to go under, but some oh, what's going on? Like, hold on, this isn't going the way I want it to go. So congratulations to you for uh, persevering. But then now through the perseverance, man, you, you've exploded. So how, yeah. what's going on in business? So, I, you know, like I predicted, you know, during some of the IDA things, and I think some of the talks, a lot of people just didn't come out of the other side of this. And all of their contracts and market shares up for grabs. So we're gobbling up dealerships and um, accounts, commercial accounts, left and right. We're picking them up almost every day now. Oh, so you're uh, you're excelling through with more production style detailing. Yeah. Oh, you know that's 
that's pretty fascinating that production style is a is a good process and detailing because well, like Corona, there were so many people that wanted to do nothing but high-end correction and coatings and uh you know so me, that's that's great and all but i found that's not that that's not where all the money's at i mean there's people who are very successful at it but a lot of these guys who, who think you know oh i'm gonna do external ceramic coatings and that's all i'm gonna do you know i mean everybody has their has their market but you know i, I found dealerships and auctions and, and wholesale work to be significantly more profitable same here yeah. uh and even maybe a blend a little bit of hybrid which we say you know yeah we do i mean you know i we do all of it we do yeah. you know we do yeah. mobile detailing and, and high-end yeah. detailing so you know if it's in the detailing world i'm i'm, I'm not going to turn my nose to it if it's a car we want to clean it yeah or yeah. a boat or an rv or, or, boat. or an rv <laughs> if it's got wheels or a plane you know either way I love it, Rob. And I think it's probably why uh, you continue to grow and push through all this. So awesome, man. Congratulations. Just for a business owner to be able to get through it, you know, nicely done, especially on a company your size, uh, and then come out exploding the way you are, man. Just want to say good job, man. Congratulations. Thanks. So Thank uh, we are talking uh, in our series on uh, building a team, right? Because let's remind people, well, so what's your team at like now? You were at a hundred. Are you, are you now? Um, we're, well, we're, we're back to a hundred. We dropped down into the sixties during, you know, the COVID stuff, but you know, we, we've built it back up and are, you know, going the other way now. All right. And how'd it go with uh, skimming off the top? Did you uh, find some detailers out and about that you? Uh, I, I got a few. I got a few management. I got a few district managers. I pulled from other places that you know everyone was uh, putting out um, their resumes just to see what they could get. We, we we needed a new secretary. Our secretary worked for um, a member of Congress. The people that we're looking to hire, so it's like you can get some some quality people, you know, maybe a little overqualified, but yeah. So we ourselves have been going through a bit of a uh, growth and uh, been trying to find more ourselves. So I'm excited about uh, what we've been talking about because we're also implementing what we talk about too. So um, there's a lot of detailers right now that are trying to grow. A lot of detailers that listen that are excited to hear about well okay if i've got a resume that uh, somebody sent in and you know i've looked through it i'm ready to interview them right i'm ready to go and bring them in and do a actual interview to see if i should bring them onto my team that's what we're going to talk about rob so what is the very first thing that you recommend off the stop that a detailer does when somebody comes in for an interview. Say that again. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, good thing we edit, you know, I know. Sorry. You sorry. Edit anything. So all good. Um, so if we're talking interviews and put ourselves, you know, in your spot, you're a detail shop owner, you've got a guy that or a girl that comes in for an interview what is the first thing that we should do as a detailer by as a detailer do you mean as like as somebody who's looking to hire them um 
if I'm a detail I don't owner, fully understand the question. I don't fully fully understand. I get it. I get it. Thank you for clarifying. Um, if if I'm a detailer, right, and I put out last time we talked about building out a job description. So we okay. we've built out a job description. We've put it out, uh, and we've gotten resumes that come in, and we scheduled them. We've looked through our resumes. We've gone okay. I think I like David Smith, and I'm going to bring David Smith in to do an interview. So I call up David, say, David, all right, 11 o'clock Monday, cool, see you there. David's there, I'm a detailer, and he's coming in for an interview. What's okay. in I, by as a detailer, you mean I am the employer? Yes. Okay. All right. Yeah. So one, you just got to make sure that they come and they come on time because those are two things that people just can't seem to figure out. How to do you know i can't i would say half the interviews i schedule don't even show up keep going uh, um so you know once how, once how do sorry we had a bunch of background noise i had to turn off the fan uh how do we uh how do we make sure that those people come then is that you're saying you think that we should remind them or send out a, a text yeah, or email yeah. or <laughs> because if they can't get to the interview or get to the interview on time, they're not going to get to work on time either. So, you know. So you, you don't, you don't retouch them. No, you save me the trouble. I don't okay. call them. I don't, you know, I don't reschedule it. All right. So they show up. That's the most important part. And then they're walking in the door. What is it that you do? Do you, uh, you know, you offer them something, you sit them down. How do you, how do you go about your interview? Yeah, um, normally what I do is I sit them down first and, and kind of go over what I'm looking for, what, what my expectations are, and then I um, ask them about what they're looking for, you know, what, what do they hope to accomplish, what do they want to be, you know, like wh where do they see themselves with it, and, you know, have a discussion like that, just see what I can draw out of it, you know, are they are they going away to school in two months? And I know even if I hire them, that's all I'm going to get out of them. You know, a couple of questions about what they want to be. You know, some people enjoy this and they want to do it. Some people are just using it as, you know, as a job till they can do what they really want to do. How do you find that out? Conversation. You know, I mean, if you just have a normal conversation with somebody, you know, a lot of that will come and, you know, letting them talk and seeing what, what just what they say. You know, give them give them a few guided questions and see what what comes out of it. Okay. So, some people are more open than others. You know, sometimes you have to pry a little more, but so so do you recommend detailers or business owners, whichever? I get us I understand your question earlier of why you're really, you know, are we talking to business owner or are we talking to detailer? So I appreciate that. I'm in theory a detailer that owns the business, right? So if a detailer's sitting there and, and somebody comes down for the interview. Do you recommend them writing out the questions and having them and go over with it like that if they're not used to, right? Yeah, if you're a rookie at it. Yeah, if you're a rookie, right? Like, yeah, yeah, you know, because the good thing is if, if you can write them out and you ask the same people the same general questions, you'll actually get a, a better sample of knowing what, you know, like, okay, if the person doesn't make eye contact and won't really talk to you, but you're looking to hire somebody to go out and work as, as a, a face of the company on a mobile truck, you know, and, but they're having trouble just having, holding a conversation with you. They're going to have the same trouble doing it with a customer. 
Okay. I mean, everybody can be a little nervous, so it's a little, you know, you don't want to fully weigh it on that, but but you can normally get a sense whether or not that person's comfortable talking to people. And and we'll know our questions because we filled out a job description. Yeah. So you know what you're in, hiring for. Yeah. You know you've got to know what you're hiring for, not just that you're hiring somebody to come in and help. Right. If the guy's a prep guy and he's never going to see a customer, then then that's okay. And you, then, know, you have to know what you're what you're trying to get. And then if that's okay, then what, how do you ask those type of questions as far? Do you just come out and say, Hey, do you mind cleaning wheels? Or, you know, what do you, how do you say that? Yeah. I just reiterate what it is that I'm hiring them to do. Okay. You know, here's, here's what you're going to do. Here's what your hours are going to be. Here's what your days are going to be. And here's my expectation. I expect you to be able to do this, you know, within the, ne the next two weeks, I, you should be able to figure it out and, and know how to do this, 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 and this. And then and you if just, you're interested in more, we'll build on it from there, but let's start here. Okay. And is there certain questions that you ask to kind of get an understanding of what direction they want to go with their life? You just, you just come out and say that or. Yeah, I just, you know, I like to, to do the kind of just general conversation and just kind of see where things will lead to. But um, I do like just asking them about themselves and, and letting it go from there. You know, what are they interested in? What do they want to do? What are they, you know, what are their plans? Yeah. And that's, that's the first question that I actually ask. So when, when, when we do interviews uh, and they come in, I, first off, my recommendation, the first thing I would say is, try and have somebody else there with you. Um, if you've got another team member, let them come in for the interview for a little bit. Uh, maybe not the full interview, but uh, at least at the first part, I like to, because that person then, the guest that's coming in to um, you know, be interviewed, I'll ask him, well, tell me about yourself. And normally they go, well, what do you mean? And I go, I don't know, what do you want me to know? You know at least tell me who you are, what are the things you like to do? What do you, you know, who are you? I like to know if they're going to kind of start fitting into that culture mode of who we are and who we would best work with. That's sort of one of the first things, which is why I like to have another team member there. Well, way, you know, hey, they got questions they want to ask or they can get used to them. You know, that, that to me is also a very beneficial thing. What we do when we're doing big hirings is group interviews. The first interview is a group interview. So I can tell right away who's engaging and who's not, who's on their phone. You know, like you throw them in a group and, and you see who's willing to step up and answer the questions and who's going to just look down and not pay it any mind. So when we're doing, when we're doing, when we get a ton of applicants, we do a group interview and, and that kind of solves that too. We'll have one or two people from our company in there, sometimes three. And, you know, depending on how many interviewees are in there, and then we'll sit them down and, and see who's, who's willing to participate and who, who will, you know, go back and forth and, and join the banter with the other employees, you know, who, who kind of fits in. All right. So those are the questions to ask, right? Now, there are some legal things that we can't ask. Uh, so... Can we go over those for a minute? Like, what are some of the things that we should not ask? Um, if you give me one second, I actually have an entire list of them. Okay. Hold I'll on one second. Let me bring it up. 
since I took a second earlier, I um, this is uh, definitely one of the most unorganized ones we've ever done. Right? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hang on. Good thing we're just some business owners having a chat. Yeah. So uh, while you're finding that, I'll kind of say some of the things that I know off the top of my head that I'm not supposed to ask. I think I'm not supposed to ask their age. Definitely um, not. Yeah, definitely not supposed to ask their age. Uh, and there's even people that have wondered, you know, why. Well, a lot of that is just there's a theory that if, if they're not of the right age, you might not want to hire them. And then that's age discrimination, which is... Yep against the law so, okay. so if I have somebody it. is 80 and wants to detail cars there's certain things that you can get around them knowing that they just don't won't be you able can to also just not hire them you know you, don't, just, you just can't them. say yeah. so so here here's the list of things that that I made in our this is in our operations manual for the people who do do the hiring you can't ask about age um, the exception to that is if they're a minor you can ask about work permits and stuff like that if they're okay. below 18. Um, you can't ask about their credit. Uh, you know, I don't know why you would, but you're technically legally not allowed to do that um, when, when looking for a job. Um, disabilities, you can't ask about injuries or past disabilities or anything like that. Um, the only, the, what you can ask about is, is if they have a specific ability you can find out whether or not that disability would prevent them from doing the job. You know, like if they don't have any arms, you know, like, I mean, I'm just, you know, how are you going to clean a car? You know, like those sort of things are reasonable questions. Can't yeah. ask about their sexual orientation. Um, Is that like, oh, can you ask a yes or no question? Is that about? No, I'm just so arrests, uh, you can't really ask if they've been arrested. You can ask about convictions. So if they have if they have convictions, you can ask about that on an application and during an interview. But you can't ask about just general arrests. Um, you can't ask about their family uh, concerning spouses, employment, children, childcare, pregnancy. You know, family stuff. You can't ask about that sort of thing. Um, you can't ask about their race or uh, national origin. Um, you can't ask about clubs, uh, political groups, or like lodges and things like that. Um, they, uh, you can't ask, you can ask about military service in regards to how their education stuff, but you can't ask about uh, discharges and specific, um, uh, let's see, questions regarding services in a foreign military. So you can't ask about things like that. And then you can't um, ask about religion <laughs> except when, how it pertains to um, scheduling. Like if they've got religious reasons that they can't work certain days. Okay. So that's, that's a little breakdown of, of what is from the EEOC and um, you know what we have in our handbook. 
yeah, and and I appreciate you going over there. But but so Rob, if if we're just a detailer and maybe we're mobile or maybe we're just a guy in a shop, you why is it important not to ask those questions? I mean, why is it really a big deal if you ask somebody what their religion is or what their sexual preference is? I because mean, if they don't they get hired kids, and go why and why can't you ask them if they got kids? That doesn't make sense. Well, because if if you don't hire them and you ask that question and they take it to a lawyer, they could say that they weren't hired because of their answer. Hmm. And then what happens? You will be in court and hmm. you will be out money. Wow. So those are pretty important then, would you say, Rob? I would. Yeah. But, you know, but where the, odds, the, the odds are low? The odds are low, but you know, this is a litigious world. Some people only go and try to catch people on things like that. Exactly, exactly. So where do people go to find those things? Like if if we go, oh shit, I wanna make sure that I do shit by the book and I don't give myself area to have an issue later, uh, do they go to like a, a doc yeah, outside? Yeah. Or the EEOC, which is the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission. They have all that outlined for you what you can and can't ask as far as they're concerned. Okay, cool. So, and you, I mean, you should learn that. I mean, if you're hiring one person, the odds, the odds are, are low that, that you're going to run into that, but you know, it's better not to, not to risk it. Agreed. Totally agree. So they can go there to look at it. Uh, all right. Last couple questions. I know you're super busy. Um, and we appreciate you taking the time, man, as always. When, when you're in, we've gotten through most of the interview now. Do we, do we just do a formal interview first? I know you said you were talking about the group ones later, but, you know, we're back to the, trying to think of the young guy. We're about one or two people, you know, three or four in that ballpark. Do we, do we do just a formal handshake type interview going over questions, or do we throw them out in the shop? If uh, I really like them. them you know, how do you handle that part? If I really like him and I know I'm going to give him a job, I take him out in the shop. I start introducing him to people, kind of showing them what it is that they're going to be doing. Just in case they didn't work totally clear, like you need to know that it's hot out there, <laughs> it's loud, you know, there's things going on, there's cars everywhere. So, you know, I want you to, to witness it before, before we make any agreement. And do they, do they do some work? Do they show you what to do not, not normally on the first day if i have any question about what they can and can't do i do what what i call a working interview where i'll pay them to come in for a couple of hours and i'll throw them to the wolves and and just see what they do sink or swim <laughs> you know like okay you said you know how to do this show me you know how to do this so is that the next day that's not on the same day no because a lot of times people come in like sort of dry. I mean not in the detailing world but it, occasionally some people do show up like in a suit and a, you know like okay but you won't be working in a suit but okay you know so normally I let them know ahead of time so that they could be prepared for that did your congress lady show up in a suit uh yeah I figure she would yeah <laughs> she would. um and then um you talked about paying them for training do you pay them uh the same that they would make as a regular role or uh no my training pays is normally a little lower while they're for the first week or two while they're getting it, it together okay. and if, if, if i give them a training day and they totally bomb i just give them cash and just say you know 
it, sorry, you know, but, but if it does work, then I just start putting them on the schedule and then just rotate that day into their, into their. And, and how long do you recommend giving somebody that buffer time to figure out if this is the right person or not? That varies. If they normally haven't figured out by week two, three at the latest, they're probably not going to get it. Okay. You know, I mean, especially when you're talking about the bait, you know, if you're talking about hiring somebody to prep work and, and do wheels and stuff like that, you know, if they don't have that in two weeks, they probably won't. All right. So during that time, they're under a certain pay. And then once they cross over the training side and they get their new shirt and the new hat and no longer in training, uh, then you bump them up by what, like another dollar? Is it two? Yeah, yeah a couple of bucks. A couple of bucks? Depending on what role they're going into, too. Like if this person is going to be a manager or a band leader, you know, their their pay jumps significantly. So it you know it, it just depends upon what their role is. And are most people okay with making less during training? Yeah, because I tell them that they, you know this is the time you have to. Yeah, you know, I mean you're only talking about a week or two at most if, if the person really knows i'm like this is the time you just have to show me that you know what you're doing okay all right man well we thank you for your time rob uh where do people find you on social if they want to reach out ask some questions or see your work and uh all that you guys do as a company rob Schrufer on the spot detailing both on facebook all right and uh soon to be on tiktok yeah <laughs> maybe not carol baskin <laughs> 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 i love it i love it rob thanks so much man uh we'll catch up with you again soon and uh hopefully uh they be a little lower next time <laughs> yeah but what are you gonna do around here do you gotta wear a mask uh it just, it just itches no i mean to go in and get a haircut right because if you go oh, i have to do it at home I okay. do it. yeah i can't see Normally, normally they do that when I'm getting my hair cut, but I can't. So I have a razor at home. I just shorten it. Yeah, but it, that's what I was going to say. Though. Isn't that what's crazy? Like, does that ever go away? Not anytime soon. Yeah. Will you ever get to have somebody shave your own face? <laughs> I, I don't know. What, what is society going to do? All right, Rob. Thanks so much, man. Enjoy your day. Enjoy your weekend. Thank you as always. All right. See you, buddy. See you, man. Hey, remember when I told you you were going to love that episode? Whew, was that not an amazing, great episode? I know I enjoyed it, so I hope you did too. All right, next, hop onto the Zoom pub. You know it was coming. Man, we really love those times. They're really great. So if you like drinking beer, Zoom pub every Wednesday night, 730 Meeting ID 918-800-1188. Hey, it's virtual. You can chill wherever and drink beer with other detailers. What a great idea. All right. The other thing that if you guys would be so, so humbled to do, so privileged, whatever, I know we would be humbled. Would you be privileged? 
I think so. I'm going to go with that one. Hey, if you would leave us a review, I know we got some bad audio. I know sometimes we fuck things up, you know, but hey, overall, hey, we're some detailers that just like to have fun, drink beer, and enjoy each other. So leave us a review. Go give us a rating. Would love to get your feedback. And as always, hop on to uh, find Pints of Polishing Podcast at Instagram and shoot us a DM. Let us know all the great things that you're getting out of these episodes. All right. Hey, this is Marshall Total Auto Solutions. And uh, I think you know. Make it a great day. Ooh.